Welcome to the Caffeinated Bantercast, a podcast about video games, related controversies, and other interesting things. Reza Basso, Jennifer, and Cordeth overcome time zone differences to bring you weekly episodes. Have fun with the show. Alright, welcome back to the next episode of the Caffeinated Banter Podcast, episode 64. Just going along further and further. This time we'll have a shorter episode, probably, at least news-wise. And joining me this time is Jennifer. Rezo is, has been out this weekend, so this will be a twofer. Yes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Thankfully, he's just out of town celebrating um, with his girlfriend and nothing about a certain virus going around. <laughs> yes, he's That'll not call- out because of that. <laughs> yeah, so he will be back next week and the Corona back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I seriously hate it. But <laughs> thankfully, the show isn't cancelled. We are still going strong. 64, yes. huh? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Going on and on and on. <laughs> on and on and on. Podcast 64, so we'll be featured on the Nintendo 64 now. I was just about to say it. (laughs) Super Podcast 64. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Oh, no, we actually should have talked about uh, the Nintendo 64 instead of the uh, special segment that we picked out. (laughs) Since, you know, we want to fill in... True, but... I haven't exactly done anything with that system ever. Mm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's probably more than. Yeah, I'm. I'm not so sure about Reza. He has probably done more with it, although. Hmm. Although. Hmm. I'm not sure either. Good thing we are not talking about it, and it's yes. just. So probably I would just say, yeah, I played this, I played that, and I still got this a few years back, and then, mm, you know. (laughs) And my comment would only have been, I haven't played that, haven't played that, haven't played that, Mm, that's a great game, haven't played it. (laughs) Mm, Heard about it, Mm, yeah. Mm. I've seen that. Mm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Well, besides That's thinking not... about our replacement topic, let's see what we've been doing this week. Do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. Um, this week is has kind of been upside down. Um, probably not just for me, um, but also for other people for certain reasons that I don't want to... Uh, mention here to mm-hmm. get too much into it coronavirus is um, mm-hmm. going on on twitter on the news on every social media platform that you can find and that's why i'm avoiding it and i'm avoiding the topic here on the podcast mm-hmm. as well because that's good because yeah the topic is annoying i agree <laughs> <sighs> yes so instead of this i cured my own coronavirus and i finally got around to 
play Two Point Hospital on uh, Nintendo Switch. They implemented it very well on the Switch. The, <laughs> you know, the controls. I can safely say this because I'm not doing a review on it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at least not now, not planned. But um, yeah, it's it's really fun. The controls work really well, and the overall difficulty increase of the game is very comfortable. It, mm-hmm. You know, you have in simulation games, you can easily get overwhelmed. It happens with that kind of um, simulation here, the, um, the two-point hospital is um, two, but honestly, it's just for a short amount of time when they introduce a new mechanic and they do it really well. You can pick when you want to go further at your own pace. For example, you start with the hospital where you can build a few of rooms and um, as uh, follow you continue and once you've reached three stars on your hospital you can open another one where you have new rooms and new illnesses to cure and yeah so it's um not too overwhelming, but never gets you bored at the same time. That's really cool. So they get I the balance right. Oh, that's cool. That's yes, good. yes, exactly. I can recommend it. Um, besides that, I was going back on some titles that I'm going to review. And hopefully yeah. I'll be able to publish soon. One of them is an Atelier game. <laughs> again but um yeah for for end quote fun i was playing undertale again because i was not finishing the pacifist route and man that's kind of hard everyone who had played undertale probably knows about this not sure what kind of routes you have taken, but the pacifist is kind of hard because you are stuck with 20 HP and some of those enemies are kind of hard. I, and um, I did a neutral run, neutral run um, first and on that I had a lot of difficulties with, I'm not really sure how to actually r- pronounce it right, but und- Undine, Undine. You know, yeah. the fish mm-hmm. fish enemy, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to say, like, the fish lady. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit with her right now, but I don't lose hope, and I'm staying determined. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, just before I was going on the podcast and had some dinner, I was playing Undertale and tried to fight against her but i'll try again tomorrow probably (laughs) and um if you are following me on twitter you saw that i was revisiting pokemon shield Uh, sorry sword (laughs) (laughs) um and i was in i'm into the post game and man i met someone you mean pokemon thirst (laughs) (laughs) pokemon ryan (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it was kind of disappointing because you start off when you are in the post game mm -hmm. with um, some some raids you have to to attend or can attend. It's it's yeah, it's some sort of story bit, but um, yeah, it's not. You can do it at your own pace here as well. You can um, you can visit one stadium and then another one opens. And sometimes there are several places that you have to visit at the same time. You can actually choose the stadium that you want to go to. And I was going to Claw City last. And um, yeah, when you, like I said, when you started off um, doing this uh, post game kind of quest, uh, you can actually fight in a four kind of Pokemon trainer situation against the Dynamax Pokemon. And I was just like, ooh, I can't find a long right hand, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. They're taking a twist in the um, story that you are not able to fight uh, against um, Dynamax Pokemon with other trainers. So you're alone, but yeah, that's kind of kind of okay. I'm too overleveled anyway, so <laughs> that fight probably without patting me on the shoulder wouldn't be last too long. So yeah. You just steamroll <sighs> them if you were four. Yeah, 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 probably. But honestly, and I was talking about this to uh, Rezel yesterday, shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, some of those NPC trainers that are supposed to help, wink, wink, you. Mm -hmm. They are just utterly trash. I'm sorry, but they are really just useless. They pick a type weak against the Dynamax Pokemon and then uh. they keep on losing, which is especially bad when you are in um in the uh I'm not sure what is what is called in English. Mm. Mm -hmm. But you know the open field when you can can um you know, uh, Dynamax and Pokemon as well, and fight against uh, Dynamax Pokemon. Yeah, the people who are playing it will will knew. But That's in German, it's yeah. In German, I, I'm not really sure what it's called either. So I'm just <laughs> like, hmm? hmm. Well, people know what I'm talking about, probably. But still, um, yeah, they, ugh, you know, it's especially bad there because you have 10 turns. You have to complete the fight in 10 turns. And when they're wasting their turns, um, or if you die, I think, four, four, <laughs> die, huh? If you get KO'd, um, yeah. Four times during the battle, the battle starts as well. And if you have some kind of doofus picking a Pokemon with the type weak against the Pokemon that you are fighting, and it just, you know, um, swept you off its feet more than just a few times, it's just a little bit annoying, and you have to... Yeah, it's it's some um, some increased uh, difficulty. Let's say that. I I guess uh, they took lessons from Hop. 
That poor boy, leave him alone. <laughs> he, he would be the best character actually to play uh, Undertale. I think mm. so. Every time he dies, he just brushes us up and just tries again. Mm. He's the most determined person that I probably know. <laughs> Besides me. Mm. And that on, 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 on whatever she is called, Undyne, Undine? Undyne, I I'm guess. Because really sure. it's yeah, written with a Y, so I'd say Undyne. Yeah, and Undying, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, oh well. Mm. But that's what I have been doing so far. Hmm. So, what about you? <laughs> Well, since uh, Dragon Quest Nine Plus Two is still on the <laughs> shelf, <laughs> oh damn! I... I was drinking something and I almost spilled my drink. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was almost. <laughs> uh, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for one, I've been looking a bit more into Grim Dawn again. Okay. A neat uh, Diablo-like. Ah, thanks. I was just about to say, refresh my memory once again. <laughs> <laughs> it's by the makers of Titan Quest, uh, but mm -hmm. set more in a uh, sort of post-apocalyptic uh, setting, ah, but with okay. supernatural elements in it. Mm -hmm. It's really fun, and you can, uh, like with Titan Quest, you s can select two out of a amount of uh, I think eight or so uh, character classes and depending on the combination you have access to different skills and you can make the most mm -hmm. of them. Currently I'm doing a um, run with a ranged focus class that uses uh, one of them is uh, usually good for dual wielding pistols but the strongest <laughs> weapon I find are always two-handed gu uh, guns currently. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Okay. laughs> and besides that, I've uh, started uh, the new season in Path of Exile, Delirium, mm -hmm. okay. which yeah. is... It's an interesting new mechanic. Uh, when you are on the maps, you find uh, sort of portals or mirrors. And if you go through those, then you enter into a delirium. And the enemies you meet are stronger, but also mm -hmm. give better rewards. And you have a, a timer. If you, as long as you uh, kill enough enemies, the timer increases, but... Mm -hmm. After a while, it just ends, and depending on how many enemies you beat, you get a certain reward out of those. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. That's a that's has been pretty fun so far. I've been trying a mm -hmm. melee focused class there. Okay. And boy, is that skill tree still huge! <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds challenging somehow. <laughs> just, a the, just the choices and to look in which uh, direction you mm -hmm. want to Im improve your character. That mm -hmm. can that needs some planning if you want to do it well. Oh, okay. Oof. Yeah, I'm not so good at 
kind of planning <laughs> time games because I'm just like, okay, let's go. Mm. It's a passive uh, skill tree mm -hmm. usually, so you increase different okay. aspects of your character and I'll post a uh, mm -hmm. part of it to oh. the chat so you can see. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it has it has a lot oh of god. possibilities <laughs> oh my god yeah and you get usually wow. one point per level and some quests mm -hmm. give you another point so okay. yeah you have to spend those on this tree to increase you know different what? things like more strength mm -hmm. more attack speed more evasion or increased mm -hmm. life generation and all that okay damn and depending on what kind of character you want to uh, play, yeah, you have to do different things. Wow, <laughs> wow. it just kind of reminds me and um, to uh, yeah of um, Final Fantasy X, and it mm -hmm. kind of makes me want to play it right now because it looks <laughs> like still Oh dear, mm. but man, this artwork is so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Wow, it really co looks cool. Yeah, and um, a co coworker of mine is also playing Path of Exile. So. Hmm. Who is? Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, a coworker of mine ah, is also great. playing. Yeah, I've been starting out with two friends of mine, and mm -hmm. we've been going with a three-person party. Okay. Which also increases oh. enemy strength, uh, but also the loot rewards oh. and experience. Okay, that is kind of nice. cool when the game is adapting to the style that you are playing, how many people are in your party. Mm -hmm. That's that's cool. So it's not too easy. Yeah. And also attractive to play with others online since mm -hmm. you get better loot out of your quests. That's yeah. cool. I mean, the, the game is online only anyway, since it's uh, yeah, essentially a, a Diablo MMO. Yeah, 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 that's true. But still, mm, I'm not the biggest fan of playing co-op online. Mm. <laughs> Too many <Yeah>. bad experiences. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, as long as you do it with friends, it's fine. And yeah, that's true. As long Total as you don't strangers. party up with people, you don't meet them in the instance levels, only <laughs> in the towns. Ah, okay. And there I've even had one positive experience a few weeks ago. I just, <laughs> out of the blue, I was in the town in a, a mm -hmm. higher act, a seven or eight or something. And mm -hmm. suddenly uh, someone asks me to trade. Okay, I accept. Oh. And then he just gives me a lot of uh, currency items just for free. Okay. Oh, that was kind of nice. Mm. I suppose his inventory for uh, currency uh. items was full and he had to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's a neat way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> true. Instead of uh, just uh, throwing it away. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's, that oh, was nice. nice. Mm -hmm. Faith and humanity restored. <laughs> somehow <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, that's yeah. uh that's been my gaming uh week and besides that i'm 
currently more or less preparing the first official release for my games organizer app. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's cool. That's I'll really cool. I'll probably upload that <laughs> either later today or in the mm -hmm. next few days. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a bit of testing and improving a few small things and in case I find a bug or something I'll try to fix that but besides that I'll do that and there'll be a link in the description to the homepage of that uh, of the app mm -hmm. again yeah and so well, you maybe you want to try it out, out. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> check it out <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, nice. Nice that you are making even more progress. Cool. <laughs> cool. Right, and with that, let's progress to the news. Yes, let's. Uh, <laughs> well, the few that we have. Weep over. Yeah, yeah let's uh, <laughs> go over and. Um, yeah. Remember how last time we th we were thinking about if E three will happen? If <laughs> if yeah, and you know what? We kind of saw it coming. Yeah. That's so true. hit me with the titles. Hit me with the news. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in this case, E3 2020 is now officially cancelled. To no one's really big surprise. Yeah, but uh, a few people on Twitter are still kinda... Surprised is the wrong word, I guess? Uh, annoyed, disappointed, you take your pick. Yeah, yeah take, take anything you want to take, but... Mm -hmm. Due to safety reasons, E3 is officially cancelled and it's the first time since 1995. Mm -hmm. There won't be an E3 Ooh. this year. And yeah. given how it's well, kind of been struggling anyway, uh, <laughs> more recently, uh, I wonder, this might not be the last time it's cancelled. Yeah, somehow. Mm. I wonder if the ESA will even do another one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I'd say... Uh, a 50-50 is a little bit harsh, but I can imagine that the stakes are pretty high that they reconsidering uh, repeating it every year, maybe all two years since... Mm. Yeah, since all the kind of directs or presentations, the uh, the um, I'm lost for words to now. Yeah, since Nintendo has been always doing the direct, yeah. and Sony yeah. has the state of play, for example. Yeah. True. And after this E3 cancellation, the other publishers will also have their uh, yeah. digital only transmissions like square i'm pretty sure is gonna do one mm. ubisoft very mm. likely devolvers mm. has been uh pre-recorded anyway that's gonna be fun yeah. again if they <laughs> if 
they do that. <laughs> and Microsoft is definitely going to do something given yeah. that they want to show more of the next Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And after uh... all them all of them go with their digital presentations, I wonder if they're they'll even be that uh that that interested in returning to E3 afterwards. Yeah. And um, just speaking out of my personal opinion and as a view, point of view um, as a developer, honestly, with the turns uh, that we discussed uh, last time together as well, E3 is taking... I wouldn't be so keen to participate either because all the influencer kind of... Mm -hmm. uh, I almost say shit. But <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the influencer kind of situation... Uh, um, situation. Yeah, it, it's that situation. <laughs> thank you. That was good. Doesn't really sit with me, right? So, um, yeah, as a developer, and um, I would um, not attending and do my own thing instead, right? Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, as one positive, this time no uh, more additional data can leak out. Yeah, which attendees. is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of nice, actually, but yeah, they they are also looking into options to uh, make some sort of announcement and news in June twenty twenty. Um, mm. The ESA say, but uh, yeah, we have to wait and see kind of how this turns out. And, um, I'm not really sure. I think the attention is kind of divided anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> currently, I don't think most people care as much that it doesn't, uh, that yeah. E3 won't be happening this time. Yeah, and people who do, I think, to, to live in your world, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I can't really say much about it since I'm... Yeah, I was watching E3, and, but I mm. was never too too hyped or excited about it. Mm. Yeah, I, I like the whole press press conferences at all, but that's mm. more mostly because of the content and not the event itself. Yeah, exactly. The, the things that were shown there, uh, the new things that we could... Uh, or could not looking forward to that were announced or not. Yeah. Um, they were just, you know, it was the whole experience. It's just like, oh, the press conference from Sony is there. The press conference from theirs is there, mm -hmm. um, if they're attending. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was kind of more interesting and looking forward worthy to than uh, the whole E3 kind of experience. Mm. But mm? having them as digital only presentations will have one advantage less mm -hmm. fake applause. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about those cringe worthy moments. Uh -huh. They are really good montages. 
online on <laughs> on YouTube that I more or less frequently watch because it's kind of fun. <laughs> how cringy it can get and how mm, awkward it mm. is sometimes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we we gotta wait and see. And um, for the people listening, CD and I actually were thinking about going to Gamescom this year, mm-hmm. and we'll see how this turns out. Yeah. <laughs> they did open still... their ticket shop, but uh, yes. the, I'd say I there it. is substantial doubt that it will really happen. Yeah, but I gotta say, I'm just like. I was kind of positive until Mm -hmm. now, and I still am. I really do want this to happen, and Mm -hmm. more like this, I want it to be over by then. It's in August, and people also uh, sending me a direct message. Yeah, I think think Gamescom is not going to happen this year. And I was just like, hey, do you have a different calendar? Of course, I didn't say it, but I was uh, playing it in in my mind. We have a different calendar. It's still March. It's in August. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait and see. And yeah. if you, I, I do not like such speculation. I don't want to get myself entangled in this, and I'm not interested in it at all. I'm. Mm. We all we all have to wait and see and see what happens. And yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But. Nonetheless, uh, E3 being cancelled is not a big surprise. True. And for the best. Yeah, but let's leave E3 and the speculation behind us, just like Michael Chu is leaving Blizzard behind him. (laughs) Ah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The passion has gone cold during the time of a blizzard, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you. No, you. (laughs) The Overwatch lead writer departs from Blizzard after 20 years. And no, that's not the time that Overwatch has existed. That's the time that he's been with the company. Yeah. That headline is a... hmm. It's a little (laughs) bit misleading after 20 years. Mm. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. If he'd been writing for Overwatch for 20 years and that's the result, <laughs> then yeah, uh, then he'd be rightfully departing. Yeah, talk about <laughs> some sort of delay. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, but that would yeah. be not not a lot of content for 20 years in terms of writing. <laughs> no, no, actually no. <laughs> not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but actually right. his first... Uh, work there was for Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction where he was a tester Mm -hmm. Okay. he also wrote for Diablo 3 and World of Warcraft Mm -hmm. before writing for Overwatch and Overwatch 2 which is gonna be happening sometime next year sometime maybe Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah we'll see we don't know (laughs) anything about that yet Maybe it Might was going to be delayed. announced on E3. Yeah. I doubt it. it. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> that's something that Blizzard usually reserves for their yeah. BlizzCons. Yeah, that's true. That's true because Overwatch, man. 
that title. <laughs> I mean, first this this November at BlizzCon, they'll probably uh, announce Overwatch Mobile first. <laughs> what? You don't have a mobile? <laughs> 20 years is a decent uh, staying time with the company. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. That's and true. certainly longer than uh, the uh, people at Naughty Dog have had recently. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Oh, I saw some stuff on Twitter and I was just like, mm, bad take. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 20 we... years is... Hmm? Mm, we might talk about Naughty Dog in detail on another episode, but that's yeah. going to be a developer-focused uh, segment, yeah. Not, yeah. not a new segment. Yeah, that's true. We have a lot of things planned. But... Um, yeah, going back to um, Mike Chu leaving Blizzard after 20 years and being part of those, yeah, good kind of names. I mean, Overwatch is something that everyone is kind of talking about or is kind of familiar with uh, the gamers. It's certainly um, been successful. Yeah, and Diablo 3, World of Warcraft. I mean, you if you are a gamer, you probably have come across those titles yeah. in which whatever form it might have been um, at some point. And this is something that it's really good on your resume. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, I think he won't have any trouble finding something new if he yeah. wants to continue working for the gaming industry or yeah kind of taking another approach in his writing career or life career in general mm -hmm. yeah yeah he only mm -hmm. says he'll be moving on to new adventures what mm -hmm. that'll be hmm. who knows but we, i wish yeah. him luck yeah me too me too. 20 years staying at a company. No matter what you think about Blizzard, that's just a long time. And mm. um, yeah. Loyal character, I guess. So good luck to him. In the past, Blizzard has been a good company to stay at. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there either. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I just hope his uh, leaving has been amicable and not on bad terms. Yeah, I really do hope so too. Because 20 years is nothing that um, should make you leave with, you know, yeah, with a bit of aftertaste. Yeah, exactly. You don't you want to... Um, close that chapter nicely yeah yeah since it's a long time and not feel like you have spent 20 years on on the company and then in the last stretch it's going down the drain and um sour the relationship yeah. got sour so yeah 
we'll see what we'll see <laughs> maybe we'll hear from him in the future if he stays yeah. in the gaming industry but as if a writer he has other industry. options as well yeah that's that's true that's true maybe he's just um yeah going to challenge himself in another field like you said but yeah good luck to him So that's uh, been the news. Uh, not much <laughs> of really big interest has been happening this week. Yeah. So we thought what we could do since uh, there's been uh, rumors about a reboot uh, of Silent Hill that could potentially mm -hmm. be happening. We thought, yeah. hmm, what kind of games or series would we want to return or continue? Yeah. And each of us has selected five entries in that list. Mm -hmm. So. You want me to start, huh? <laughs> if you want to. What's on your number yeah. five? Mm, yeah, I gotta say, the idea, by the way, for the listeners out there, from CD, and I welcomed it since um, yeah I was uh, thinking about this quite some time, and I did cheat a little bit on that um, list. CD sees <laughs> it a little bit more than you, but um, sometimes I uh, yeah enter to two games that are kind of like or have something in my opinion in common and my number five is undertale and stardew valley mm. um but i'm kind of twisted about that as well <laughs> i can because... guess uh what's the similar thing about them but just game wise they're not all that similar <laughs> <laughs> no, they are absolutely not that similar, but somehow they are. I think, yeah, you know what? Hit me with what do you expect me to think that they are like? Tell me. <laughs> well, one aspect that they're alike in is that both have been a passion project by one person. Yes, that's something. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Hmm that's it and um you know mm, toby fox and eric barone had been my heroes since they in my opinion had the success they deserve for that kind of work passion love determination mm. <laughs> They uh, put into their projects and doing everything by yourself for such a long time. Mm -hmm. We nowadays know how, with all the crunch going on and so on, how exhausting it could turn to develop a game. And they stuck with it over years and doing all of the work themselves which is something that uh, should be acknowledged and appreciated 
Mm-hmm. When playing, and I'm often thinking about them having good and bad times, but also the most important thing, fun while doing it. And it's even more rewarding and cool to see people actually like what they had done, what they had spent their time on. And I'd like to shine light a little bit more on Undertale, since we know that there will be Delta Room mm-hmm. or not. But I'll start nonetheless with uh, Stardew Valley because um, for the um, he is also Eric Barone is constantly updating the um, and um, adding stuff uh, in the game, which I do appreciate because he's not like okay, let's charge for another hair color or. Mm-hmm. Abigail and um, just <laughs> do it for free. Yep. Taking a, ba- a, a shot at someone we discussed in the uh, past Last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. But still, um, it would be really hard to do something like uh, Stardew Valley and everyone would compare it to the original game. So. I kind of want to step away and hope he just continues and making Stardew Valley better and goes with another game in another direction. Yeah, and, after all um, this time, that's that's quite likely. Because I can imagine yeah. that if you've been going on that long with one game, uh, at some point, the fun has to stop and it becomes more like really well a burden kind of yeah depending on how long your passion uh holds out that's true and even though he is working on two new games Mm -hmm. i think even now that it was announced just announced um that he is yeah that he's having some new project People are always, always comparing it to Stardew Valley. It would be, um, yeah, it would be kind of hard to, yeah, to, break yeah. free somehow mm-hmm. from it. And um, yeah, completely if it would breaking be a, free from it is difficult. Yeah, he also said that it was set on the same planet as Stardew Valley, but it is not yeah. something like an expansion or a sequel. Uh-huh. Um, it's but set he... in the same universe as Stardew Valley, but a different mm-hmm. genre, probably. Do we know anything? There? Yeah, uh, I think it was something. When I remember it right, I haven't been really seeing some updates or new news on that. Um, I think it was something that is a magical school RPG that was kind of mm-hmm. Harry Pottery like, and um, right, that yeah. seems decently different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. some sort of kind of RPG, and um, the the um, I think the most resemblance to Stardew Valley was to its graphics mm-hmm. so far. If it's set in the but same yeah. universe, planet, then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make it absolutely. look that way as well. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, that would yeah. be a bit uh, weird if you, for example, go uh, super realistic with the second game yeah. and then say, oh, this is in the same uh, same place as yeah, the Valley. Same... Uh, wait, what? Yeah, in the same universe. <laughs> what? Yeah, they wait. So <laughs> that, that would be like saying Undertale and Stardew Valley are in the same universe. Yeah, or Undertale <laughs> and The Last of Us to stretch mm-hmm. it even more further. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but um, two things they are doing, in my opinion, in my point of view, absolutely right, is that they know what they... They are self-aware. They know mm-hmm. what they had been done in the past and just, you know, trying to... Uh, falsely keep that hype um, alive uh, it's just not working um, they don't want to see their project uh, going down that road which I mm. appreciate and yeah. um, speaking of uh, another project uh, Deltarune which was also hinted at in Undertale at some point I was just experiencing it today and I was just like oh my god oh my god Delta <laughs> <laughs> mm. Rune is something that I'm looking very much forward to but not at the same time because he which is the best thing to do wasn't setting the bar high he was transparent Toby Fox from the beginning he said that he has other things to do which we now know that is um, you know composing the music for Little Town Hero and also a track in Pokemon Sword and Shield and he never promised too much he released that chapter one of that rune but he was also just telling us that he maybe won't be able to finish it at all he's searching for people that are as uh, yeah like as uh, him i guess he said that um the ambition that he Mm -hmm. has for delta rune is too high for one person to do so he needs a team for that yeah, he's searching for people that are as mm, determined as he had been. <laughs> and um, oh, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, he's he's searching for people that are putting that much effort into it that he can somehow realize uh, that rune and f- getting those people, I think... Toby Fox has a high standard and working for him can be some sort of a chore if you are not as invested as he is. So we got to see how that rune turns out, if it comes, if it doesn't come out and how it is. I was playing chapter one, but I actually never finished it. Ah. I'm afraid to. (laughs) <laughs> since I'm not really sure I would I would probably probably um play it until the end of the the first chapter if I was certain that he is going to finish it mm. but I am not and he mm-hmm. probably isn't either so I'm keeping my hands up 
but I'm really looking forward for it. And if it will happen, it will happen. And I don't lose hope. <laughs> I will stay full of determination. And um, yeah, we saw Animal Crossing happening after seven years. So why not that room? Go, Toby, go. <laughs> so that's my my number five kind of two cheater move <laughs> thing whatever <laughs> so hit me with your five your pair of hmm? number fives <laughs> yes <laughs> well, i've been it's a it was interesting uh looking at uh games or series uh to choose for this since Mm -hmm. Interestingly, uh, quite a few have been getting re uh, reboots or mm -hmm. sort of remakes or continuations recently. Yeah. So, but I did find a few older series or games that managed to go on the list. And my number five is a general continuation of the 2D Castlevanias. Ooh. I'm not I... surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah, somehow I'm not. No. Mm. I think That's... I would like that um, mm -hmm. more than uh, the 3D attempt as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I haven't played all of them by far, especially not the old ones. Because <laughs> I, I mean, as we've talked about in early episodes, I've been for a long mm -hmm. time PC exclusive so I only re-entered at the time of the DS mm -hmm. uh, and that but that yeah. was a good time to experience Order of Ecclesia which I really liked mm -hmm. and that yeah. pretty much after that I looked at a few of the other uh, DS or GBA titles mm -hmm. and yeah I had fun with them and I would I would like a continuation of those games. The yeah. uh, newest one, uh, the what was Mirror of Fate uh, game, which is closest to the 2D Castlevanias because it's essentially is one of them in all but name because they uh, mm -hmm. titled those Lords uh, Lord of Shadows, the mainly those two 3D uh, ones by the Spanish developer. And then mm -hmm. the 2D additional game, which was a smaller one. But that one, from all I know, didn't do all that well. Uh, yeah. I would like to have a, well, quote-unquote real 2D Castlevania again. Because mm -hmm. those are really fun. <laughs> With the... Yeah different weapons, collecting those, and the different abilities. That was really fun. And the, even the story was decently interesting in that, in Order of Ecclesia, especially. Mm -hmm. I liked the characters there. Okay. Yeah, that makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> I put in quite a few hours into that one, certainly. Do you remember how much? Oof. Roughly. <laughs> hmm. Roughly. I mean, obviously, it's not that it's not the 
it's not a that yeah. long a title in comparison since yeah. it's been for the DS. But I'm pretty sure I put it's... in a uh, twenty thirty hours at least okay. overall yeah, because that's, that's... That's I have I've done multiple attempts at it because at the at the time mm -hmm. I think I I played for a while and then at some point I started new because I oh. I think okay. I got to a point where I wasn't sure how to progress or lost the save or something. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes start over when I don't really mm -hmm. been such a time me playing it for the last time then I just <laughs> start a new <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of bad because taking time to catch up or actually continue up to this point takes you even longer to invest a little bit more into the game and getting a handle of it again. But mm. yeah, that's my logic. Hmm. <laughs> I think at some point <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how to continue because mm -hmm. the game okay. wasn't wasn't completely clear on it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that happens around an area. Because I had to collect some. Uh, some things that I didn't have at that point, so yeah. Oh. I, at that point, yeah, I think okay. I started over from what I remember. But it's been a few years, mm. so yeah, not quite an accurate memory. Yeah, but that's... I definitely remember it being a really fun game. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. cool. So that's my number five. What's your number four? That's your. Ooh, that was quick, kind of, because I kept rambling on about <laughs> some some things. Yeah, but surprisingly, it's two titles as well. <laughs> but um, they're kind of like, so that is why I want to highlight it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully some people might want to check it out. Um, my number fours are Fantasy Life level five and ever races by a developer called Grezzo. <laughs> hmm. um, I want to start with fantasy life because it's from level five and level five released something that I would thought it would quite be alike somehow. At least from the uh, graphics and the charm that we have over at level 5. I mean, if you are comparing it with the uh, kind of genres and also the kind of approach that level 5 is taking, they are having that kind of cutesy, similar theme, if you want to say it like that. They have uh, Professor Layton and... Inazuma 11. They are also responsible for Nino Kuni and Yokai Watch and Snack World, the latest edition spawn, whatever you want to call it, from level 5's uh, um, developer team. And they are, yeah, hmm, hard to say it. I think the approach with the popular series is kind of cutesy kind of fun attracting and friendly for children 
And if you are not familiar with Fantasy Live and haven't Googled it by now, it is kind of like that as well. They have cutesy characters. They are looking like some sort of chibis. And what you are going to do in Fantasy Live, it's, yeah, it's placed in a fantasy world. The, um, the place is called Reveria, which has uh, some cities, um, some, some mountains, and some places you can explore around it. And while you're doing so, you have to switch your jobs at um, every point you want to do. And with that, you experience a sort of mini story along the overall kind of um, story, main storyline, what you want to call it. It's, um, yeah, the, uh, it's not really original. Like, um, they are, yeah, it's, there's a king and uh, they, uh, the whole uh, kingdom of his is threatened by, yeah, some fours, you know, the jibber-jabber from all the normal uh, RPGs that we have on the market. So it's up to you to rescue the kingdom and um, you can, yeah, you can do it in some sort of simulation, role-playing kind of game style, whatever. And you have some sort of life classes, like I said, and you can, for example, be a cook or you can be a knight. You can be a fisher man or woman. You can also be a girl in um, in the game. And uh, yeah, with that, you can do some side quests and um, getting closer and closer to master this kind of job. You can keep the job after that while improving along the way uh, weapons and something like that. Um, but you can also, after you have finished one um, one job, you can also carry over and um, get, you know, you keep your level, but you can also start a new some sort with, um, yeah, with a new with a new class, which is kind of cool, and I like it really really much and I think it would kind of nice to see it again in that kind of universe and um, I know there have been some sort of yeah some sort of sequels I think but it was Japan only if I remember right <laughs> yeah I, and also okay. a mobile mobile game, which is ah. yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have phones apparently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really keen to do something like that on my phone only. I can see how it is perfect for a Japanese um, audience and players, but yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> It was somehow, yeah, really addicting. It was fun. I even played it back then when I was in Japan 2014 there. And I remember me sitting in a hotel room in, I think it was in 
in Osaka playing huh? <laughs> up late and um, yeah ever races which i was also um, mentioning there were releasing a little bit later um yeah i think fantasy life was um released 2013 and um ever races had a similar approach um and it was released in june 2017 and um yeah um it's kind of different in ever races from fantasy life since you could not swap out your um your jobs but it was you trying to build up an oasis by doing some side missions and dungeons and um yeah you know find your way along caves and you could also have uh, three characters with you that are somehow possessed by chaos that means that they are yeah, well we've never seen that before either <laughs> um <laughs> you know they never. they had been they had never they had been possessed by some evil kind of force and it's your job to uh, get them snap out of it and rescue them and then they will be ever thankful and um help you restore the uh, oasis and the kingdom there so yeah that's was alongside with the graphics some sort of similarity between those two that's why i was considering it them both as my number four but um yeah to wrap this up i thought um snack life would kind of go in that direction but as far as i know and i've seen it it isn't it is obviously not an rpg by itself it's some sort of dungeon crawler Mm -hmm. rpg kind of thing but um yeah it was too different and um after some consideration i think i won't get snack world but i would welcome it to see fantasy life maybe even the mobile game since it isn't the first time that a mobile game gets ported on the nintendo switch even see it on the switch but mm -hmm. we'll see yeah Whew. that was a lot to talk about <laughs> Whew. let me catch my breath and hear what you are thinking of your number or kind of series that you want to see all right <laughs> for my number four i picked one of a long-running rpg series that i similar to castlevania uh started out late mm -hmm. in but that's mostly mm -hmm. because uh when it started out well that was pretty much when i started out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The series itself is Wizardry by a mm -hmm. now defunct developer called Certec. Well, now defunct. Sir. They've been gone since around 2003, sadly. Ooh, okay. Ooh. And the series itself uh, started out in 81. 81? On the Apple II. Oh, wow. There were some okay. spin-offs by uh, mostly Japanese developers, interestingly, because okay. it's uh, a, as you 
as you fittingly mentioned, dungeon crawlers. This is ah. uh, pretty much one of those. It's a first-person RPG mm -hmm. with a party and lots of dungeons as well. Okay. And when I was uh, starting out on my PC relatively early, uh, let's see, the first game that I played from the series came out originally in 92. Mm -hmm. And I got my first PC in 94 and sometime around that time a special issue from a magazine that I read came out where full versions of games were included and this was one of them. Mm -hmm. okay. So I had my first look into that series and it was quite interesting since... Uh, for one, obviously, at that time already, I liked uh, RPGs, and this is the, a pretty complex one in uh, overall, <laughs> especially also through the character system, uh, since you had different races, you had several classes that you could select, and the skills uh, were also so it was a pretty long skill list because it wasn't only combat uh, focused skills but also things like swimming climbing mm -hmm. um oh. okay. the ability to identify items mm -hmm. if you i'm not quite i don't remember the how the skill was called but you you needed uh specific skills to be able to identify items Otherwise, you couldn't even use them. Mm -hmm, and okay. obviously, depending mm -hmm. on where you go, you had to uh, have each character leveled up in swimming. Otherwise, well, uh, they could drown <laughs> or at least take oh. uh, damage by trying to swim, which okay. is not good. And That's... the game also had mm -hmm. interestingly different factions of uh, races had a mm -hmm. pretty much a diplomacy mechanic in it which mm -hmm. i think isn't that especially at the time wasn't really uh often the case with uh rpgs like that mm. and that was the second to last uh game that they made in the series uh visitory 7 and then there was only Visitory 8, which came out several years later in 2001. Which is uh, quite mm -hmm. a difference in time. That's uh, nine years. Uh, at the time, I was uh, glad that they did make a new game. But it was also pretty different also because... Um, this one had one change, mainly that made it different. Uh, the previous ones had purely turn-based battles. In this one, you had mm. the ability to choose between either sort of real-time battles mm -hmm. and turn-based. In the real-time version, in the real-time version, you'd have a. It's it wasn't specifically real-time. 
that you'd just mm -hmm. go around and hit the enemies while they also moved around. It was more a mix that you had a uh. certain amount of uh, time yeah. to move, but mm -hmm. you could move fluidly on the ground and just mm -hmm. move, place yourself at a certain point and then take your mm -hmm. actions from there. Which uh, uh, I see. Okay. made it interesting. You didn't have to just move on the on a grid like like most turn-based games yeah that's true sometimes you have these uh, grid-like kind of one mm -hmm. that played in the past and didn't which, like very much. <laughs> which for turn-based um, games it makes sense obviously that yeah, you have a yeah. grid but... yeah that's true yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i actually totally are on the same page with you but um i also had a step and the enemy took a step as well mm -hmm. that was kind of hard Simul yeah that's that, that's another variation the simultaneous yeah. turn based mm. yes not, and that is kind of yeah that can be mm -hmm. tricky mm -hmm. that can be tricky really most yeah. Most games that I played at the time did the usual, you had your party or your things mm. you could do, and then the enemy did them, and then you again, and all that, usually. But true, okay, some... Yeah. But, in, but yeah, true, some games also do the, uh, depending on which character is, uh, how fast which character is, that this character goes, then the next fastest, and the next fastest, and all and so on which is also an interesting yeah. way to do it but having it strictly you do something the enemy does something you do something the enemy does something that can be tricky mm, yeah it spices up the whole battle mm -hmm. in a different way than it would be on a grid or turn or something it's yeah, yeah. one of the one of the uh, strategy games at uh, that in the past tried that Ma uh, it was called max uh mm -hmm. where you had it mm -hmm. essentially like you have uh, yeah. a turn-based it's, it's a turn-based strategy game mainly but mm -hmm. it does it simultaneously like as in if you move then the enemy moves as well but pretty much simultaneously yeah. and not doesn't even wait for your uh move to end yeah for your move okay mm -hmm. I so see. it was that was yeah. a really weird mix of real time and mm -hmm. turn based mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of amazing yeah. what you can do mm -hmm. with those kind of kind of battle mechanics it's interesting to experiment with those but uh, obviously when you go into those really uh, really off the basics uh then mm -hmm. it's also an experiment if people buy those games or not <laughs> if they like them uh -huh. and more often yeah. than not it's it doesn't turn out that well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. sadly Some sort of niche, yeah. at the time wizardry 8 while it did review favorably and what i played from it mm -hmm. i really need to look back at edit again and play further with it it did get mm -hmm. good reviews but uh, sadly it did not sell well 
because I think at the time RPGs or at least uh, these first-person dungeon crawlers weren't that popular, and mm -hmm. it was, and it also I think had a pretty long uh, development time, so it cost them pretty much a, pr a lot. But interestingly, even though the development studio closed, they still made patches for the game afterwards. What? Okay, that's mm -hmm. that's different. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really positive from them, honestly. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, it's, it, it kind of breaks my heart even more now. It was really a shame that nothing mm -hmm. else came from the developer afterwards. Mm -hmm. Two years after yeah. that game came out, they closed down. Mm. Certainly. Yeah, that's bad. This was from the Canadian branch. They were mostly un okay. US and Canada based. They originally mm -hmm. were. Uh, they started out in 1979, so pretty much uh, pretty close to their first wizardry game two years before. Okay. And sir, wizardry was their main series. They also developed the Jack the Lions uh, games at the time, which was okay. also pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But several other developers tried to resurrect that series as well mm -hmm. but they had no yeah. success there because <laughs> the second the second part of that series is still hailed as one of the all-time greats of turn-based uh, mm -hmm. uh it's uh, turn-based tactical games like tactical role-playing and turn-based tactics just more realistic mm -hmm. And yeah, none of the tries really could uh, reach that that level of quality. Yeah. <sighs> Often copied, never, mm -hmm. never really reached. I guess. Yeah, and with wizardry, yeah, there had been some offshoots by Japanese developers, like. Um, most recently, the Wizardry Labyrinth of Lost Souls came out in January on Windows, which was originally a PlayStation 3 title. Oh, okay. But given that, that's obviously a Japanese game. While mm. it uh, is, is a uh, first-person dungeon crawler as well, it's also a lot different. Okay. Yeah, like we talked about the different styles, approaches you can take with dungeon crawler battles. Mm -hmm. That's not too surprising. <laughs> True. Be a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Ah, seems like a desperate attempt somehow to uh, kind of pick it up and um, yeah. I think quality wise, from what I know, it's good. Yeah, I've... yeah, and that makes it even more sad. It, it's understandable that the yeah. games are different, but I would really like a return from the 
in the style of the classics. But I also mm. understand why yeah. that's uh, yeah. probably not going to happen anytime soon. But we can still have hope, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that would be cool. Yeah. It sounds really interesting and really cool. Even though I'm not too much into this kind of role. <laughs> hmm. True, yeah. but uh, then let's talk about one that you're more into. What's your number three? <sighs> yeah, you know, let me just do something here. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, for for the pe people listening to this, I was just switching my number two to number three and vice versa. <laughs> and um, so we are going, but it's so smooth. I seriously can't believe it. We are talking about two developers more or less in a row, at least I will. Capcom. Mm. Mm. Capcom. I do like you, <laughs> I love you, but I also hate you. <laughs> you probably, if you are familiar with me, you already know what's going to happen. <laughs> and probably are also surprised why it's not the number one. But, objection, Capcom, I need a new Ace Attorney. Or at least bring me... <laughs> Die Kyakuten Saiban to Germany or to the U US. I don't care. At lo at Translate it to make English. It on the switch. At least. Yeah. At least do it. You know, I don't speak Japanese. So please, in a language that I can kind of understand. I do speak a little bit Japanese, but my Japanese is so bad, I wouldn't probably have no clue. Like Phoenix sometimes has in the courtroom. Either way, but still, uh, yeah. Ace Attorney. Gyakuten Dai Saiban or Gyakuten Kenji. I probably butchered the Japanese names, but I don't care. I do love Ace Attorney. I do love the whole franchise. I even do love, and it's so bad that Rezo isn't here. I do love the Apollo spin-off kind of... Thing that was happening there too mm -hmm. because they are just so cool and I can really understand what's happening <laughs> without Capcom being Capcom um, mm -hmm. I mean I probably will repeat myself a lot and i did probably in the in the past as well because 64 episodes but it all was so good in 2001 when phoenix wright ace attorney somehow hitting the market um i'm actually not really familiar when it was released in in germany but that's not too... Well, maybe it was in 2001. 
but that was when my uh, love began and um a year later we had phoenix Wright ace attorney justice for all and then in 2004 phoenix Wright ace attorney trials and tribulation which is the best of the series and then in 2007 we had apollo justice ace attorney Two thousand and nine, we had uh, Ace Attorney Investigations, Miles Edgeworth, also a different approach on the series because you could freely move around and not have the kind of point and click uh, screens, maybe, and had two fine clues, but you can actually move around. You had some. 2D models of uh, Miles and also some other characters on the screen that you can move around and explore the areas with. And in 2011, uh, Ace Attorney Investigations 2, which never were released in the outside Japan, and uh, thanks to the fan translation, there was where... Uh, it kind of hit the fan with Capcom. Hmm. Um, I was just able to play uh, thanks to a dedicated team fan translating this part of the franchise. And in 2012, we finally, finally, after years of begging and years of being teased that people in Japan could play it, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. It's a joy. It's cool, it works, and thank you, Level 5, for doing this. Level 5 was stepping up for the fans, was the reason that we got this here, and um, I don't know what's Capcom's deal, but, uh, well, after the thing they pulled with Ace Attorney Investigations 2, I knew that <laughs> something is up. Um, they were kind of ghosting the uh, Phoenix Wright franchise. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, 2013 Phoenix Wright Ace Eternals Dual Destinies hit the market. Um, unfortunately, digital only outside Japan, which kind of made me sour and Capcom even being more of kind of a you know, target for me at least, but hey, they released it outside of Japan, which is something I have to give them sadly credit for. But then uh, it was crushed in 2015 with Daik Yakuten Saiban. Cool, that's the title. Cross Tekken <laughs> X Animal Crossing 9 plus 2 kind of thing. <laughs> That is one cool game that Capcom never released outside of Japan. And I quote, because that game is kind of too Japanese, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what the context is. And um, they were just uh, saying that they never released it outside of Japan because it was placed into the Edo period, some sort of early on kind of phoenix right which without being too much of a spoiler is professor layton kind of do versus phoenix right you know but okay 
and um, it also has Sherlock Holmes in it. Uh, That's very Japanese. Yes, Capcom, I know. very much, very Japanese. Yes. But at so least 2006, Japanese. very <laughs> Japanese. Sherlock Holmes, I guess. Yeah. Elementary. But it's, yeah, it's it's just it's Capcom. Uh. But still, 2016, we had Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. The second Ace Attorney that was released on the 3DS, but also digital only. And you all know, if you are a tad familiar with me, how much I like these. 2017, Dai Saiban 2, Naruhodo Ryunosuke no Kagugo, was released. And you guessed it from the title, Japan only. Capcom, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Still too Japanese, but Japanese enough to have a sequel. I have no words and I'm so annoyed, but I still, I, I mean, 2020. It's not seven years, but we are getting close at this rate. And please, Capcom, please, snap out of it. Do it. Just do it. I have no idea. I, I'm so mad at uh, Capcom kind of, I don't know, it's just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's just so, so weird how they treat this uh, member of the Capcom family um, and um, according to Wikipedia, as of December 2019, the game series has sold 7.3 million units worldwide. Which isn't that bad. Hmm. Well, yeah. The last title, I think, has been out in 2017. So yes. they haven't been doing much with that series in general the la these last few years. No, Unless they're developing they, one for the Switch. They had the trilogy coming mm -hmm. to the Switch, which included the uh, remastered versions of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Justice for All, and also Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations. Mm -hmm. They have put it on sale for several times. They even bothered to make a physical release, and this was in Japan only. Uh, but um, yeah, the salt. Oh, get something to drink because I'm more thirsty than I am seeing Ryan. I guess. <laughs> but but Capcom, seriously, uh, why why are you so butthurt when it comes to Phoenix Wright? It's just. Uh -huh. <sighs> yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too much into this because this will turn into much more. But I need something from Ace Attorney. If you are not familiar with Ace Attorney, the series was created by the writer and director Shu Takumi. And please remember that name because it will come again into the episodes and will be mentioned further on. And I think you have he enough is... material to do a separate, dedicated episode yes. of this series. Yeah, yeah, probably with Rezo because he is so. Uh -huh. 
a big fan of it and oh, um you too that's gonna be a extra long episode then <laughs> yeah it's, it's going to be something like uh is it up already the octopath traveler super so. not yet damn but... him <laughs> i'm going to kill him seriously it was so much fun play um not playing talking about it and he never I had so much fun talking about Undertale back then with on another podcast. And he is I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so guys, get used to this kind of do here because um... <laughs> Yeah, but what I was going to say, if you're not familiar with A get it, especially if you are a visual novel kind of fan. It's fun. The uh, characters are good. The story is cleverly written. Sometimes the adventure or visual novel kind of game is getting out of hand with his story twists. And it's sometimes a little bit hard to follow. But it's still really fun. And being self-aware that they go crazy kind of sometimes, they still have a way to pick you up and get you... And not let you get lost on the way. And it's a lot of fun. The characters are cleverly written. The characters have some sort of edge. They are fun. They are a little bit unrealistic. But that's what you gotta do with those kind of anime kind of games. If you ask me. And uh, it's not too bad. They are really charming. And um, there are a lot of Germans in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of surprising and fun to see and watch. Yeah. Kind of surprising, but then again, uh, Japan has already always had a fascination with uh, yes. with s stuff like that. Either ge yeah. either German names in anime mm -hmm. or just yeah. German the characters series. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Atelier series, for example, have some some german names like uh, rasen or eiche zettel something mm -hmm. like that which is kind of fun if you are actually understanding what it means so yeah oh. <laughs> it's kind of fun and as you mentioned the german name not uh. at least like uh, the, the most favorite uh, the most famous example for this is probably attack on titan <laughs> with Aaron jaeger and something like that Hey, yeah. Or it it goes way back also to things like uh, Evangelion. Evangelion had it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. But they still have Baumkuchen there uh. in uh, in in Japan, which is kind of fun. It's it's so much fun. <laughs> but well, we talked about my number three, which secretly number two but i switched it at the last minute <laughs> so let's go over to the number three of your cd and i kind of agree with that too and i'm glad mm. that you picked it up and also <laughs> got it on the list so let's hear it we're sticking with capcom here and yes. going again <laughs> damn you capcom thank you <laughs> this series here is breath of fire mm. Good game. Mm -hmm. good, good games, game. definitely. Good the ones good I played, mm -hmm. I definitely need to uh, 
have a go at the later games in this series, but yeah, with this one, I started out actually with the first one at some point because I played that uh, through emulation. At oh, mm-hmm. the first Breath of Fire, which originally came out in '93 on the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. It's comparatively a relatively basic RPG with some issues. Yeah, get used to kidnap a lot. <laughs> it, yeah. it, ha- it has issues like, um, well, I have the I-, I see the items. I have no idea what the items do. I have weird... Mm-hmm. Uh, abbreviations for the items because at the time translating localizing them wasn't that great <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> some of those back um back covers of the games are classic and that one was no no exception yeah, uh, I mean, if you thought that uh, something like uh, how Pokemon displayed things was weird, here you really noticed that they had less space for the words. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously in Japanese you had your uh, kanji that could say more in less space. But once you translate it to English mm-hmm. or uh, German, for example, you need more space for mm-hmm. the letters. And <laughs> well, with these games, uh, they weren't really prepared to do that well. So you had uh, four, five, maybe six letters available for something that needed 10 for example, so oh. what they chose to do was delete wor- delete letters so that it kind of still <laughs> made sense, but not really. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. <laughs> I just remembered that it was so bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So while nowadays localization has errors, Back then, it was a different <laughs> kind of beast. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Oh, yeah, it was something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that. But it was, was still uh, a good game. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was entertaining, definitely. Not the yeah. best RPG mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. but still definitely yeah. decent. Yeah. Yeah. And it was entertaining, and then. Breath of Fire 2 came out a year later, which was also pretty good. But -hmm. the one that I played most was 3 on the PlayStation Portable. That Ah. one is really fun. Yeah. Okay. Originally came out in 97 for the PlayStation and then got a version for the PSP in 2005. Mm-hmm. That one was the most fun that I had of the three. Because it also... I mean, the uh, fighting system already in the first one 
was had a decent uh, feel to it in terms of well, when the characters made their moves, you could kind of feel uh, the action. It didn't mm -hmm. just show your character mm -hmm. standing there and slashing, yeah. but usually your characters went to the enemy and attacked them. Or obviously, if you had a ranged weapon, then they threw that. They had a decent display of that, but that was, from what I remember, even better with the third game. Mm -hmm. And the enemy designs also were are quite nice. That series. And obviously the uh, the whole turning into a dragon mechanic is... You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. You can't go wrong with putting dragons into a game, especially if you're the one controlling them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, it was a really good game. I remember playing it back then, like it was mm. yesterday. <laughs> it's cool. And the, the two games that I still need to play is uh, 4, which originally came out on mm -hmm. the PlayStation in 2000. Yeah. Which yeah, got a uh, version for Windows in 2003. Mm -hmm. And then uh there was another one in 2002 for the ps2 which from what i know mm -hmm. is a sort of split in terms of fan reaction mm -hmm. yeah i heard about that people were not happy yeah that was kind of yeah there was one uh group that was not happy with it at all and the others were really liking it so that yeah. was a sort of love it, hate it kind of yeah. game. Mm -hmm. It did get good reviews though, so and uh, definitely sold well at the time. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting that they didn't do anything afterwards anymore. Because that yeah. for a long time was the last game in the series. Mm -hmm. And then Capcom does its thing. Breath of Fire 6 oh, God. came out in 2016, but mm -hmm. it was mainly a mobile game ah! uh, and only released in Japan. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. I have no idea it was the kind of obsession that developer had back then and wanting to drive their their video game series onto a mobile because they thought more people using their phone for Candy Crush means more people using for games like that. It's kind of also no. Yeah, that's uh, one thing, but obviously in Japan there's also the mobile yeah. uh, market is definitely strong. Yeah, yeah. In general. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. And that's why they did that kind of... Yeah, but the result, well, uh, reception. As of June 2017, the game holds a 1.7 out of 5 rating on Japan's Google Play Store. <laughs> <laughs> Serves you right, Capcom. 
and the Sorry, online but... yeah and the online operations <laughs> for the title ceased September 2017 which mm -hmm. is around uh, well uh, one and a half year after release yeah dang because that was a free to play online also web based oh. multiplayer RPG with microtransactions oh, yeah. dang it dang it at the same year, 2016, Capcom also tried to, not, they tried, they were successful um, porting Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, the first, um, first game of the franchise for uh, Android and iOS in 2016. Mm -hmm. And yeah, imagine you would have to pay or watch an ad when you present an evidence and it wasn't right or something like that oh man or or before an objection it's just mm -hmm. like do you want to object watch this ad first <laughs> <laughs> and that is what i'm kind of uh imagining with with breath of fire do you want to attack watch this first or buy it for a buy this attack for 99 cents <laughs> mm. today you have enough stamina for 10 battles if you yeah, want more yeah. buy more use it wisely mm. <laughs> use it wisely watch some ads or buy it <laughs> oh dang it yeah but that series i would really like to return mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. a regular yeah. title on the Switch, for mm -hmm. example. As a regular title on a console or a PC yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but not a mobile. Thank you very I mean, much. Two of the games are also on the Switch's SNES games library already. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. Mm -hmm. So why not? You can play them there if you have a Nintendo Switch online and see what they yep. did back then. Yep. Definitely entertaining titles. And the series yep. overall, as of end of last year, has sold 3.2 million units worldwide, which is, well, decent, I'd say, for yeah, especially for absolutely. a series that hasn't been around since 2002. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was... I'd really like more of that. Yeah. I actually... Breath of Fire was probably entry number seven. Of my mm. most wanted games to be returned. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So let's go to entry number two. Oh boy. <laughs> and we are sticking with our favorite, also mentioned, Capcom. <laughs> oh. Capcom, normally, <laughs> honey, it's cool to be mentioned a lot it means that you're popular you were probably <laughs> the most popular girl or boy in but dang <laughs> at some point you just you just i don't know you just did something wrong and not only am i sour with you because of ace attorney i'm also with you because of ghost trick phantom detective 
Ghost Chick Phantom Detective is a game that was some sort of surprise hit for me on the Nintendo DS. It was the best-selling DS game in Japan during its release week with um, 24,000 copies back in, um, in 2010 when it was released in Japan. And uh -huh. we in Europe had it about roughly seven months later on January 14th, 2011. And... After long, long time, it's almost been 10 years, I still remember the ending, which is kind of rare for me. Oh. But it was so impactful that I still remember it, and it's one of my most dearly beloved games on the Nintendo DS. One of my favorite titles overall in my own whole game library. Mm. And probably the title that I would be most upset about if it would stop working, got stolen, got damaged or whatever. Mm. But let me just uh, tell you a little bit what Ghost Trick is actually about. Uh, it's kind of an adventure game. And you play a character named Sizzle. And he is, hinting from the title, a ghost. <laughs> he is using his unnatural powers to save lives from currently deceased persons. You can see always some sort of hourglass on the top of the screen of your GS. And those hourglass isn't progressing in real life but you have turns turns to manipulate objects that led to a more or less tragic death of a character in the series and to save their lives mm. by manipulating them and processing uh, taking um possession of those items or um Things you um, actually can prevent um, for getting murdered. And um, you can perform some actions, some work out fine, some out not. And uh, some puzzles are quite tricky, but it's an interesting attempt and interesting new kind of um, and not so often seen in video games kind of uh, way to implement puzzles into a game mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the main story and plot is also driven by the ability of sizzle to possess also corpses and mm -hmm. he does this he can return to the a few minutes before the death of the corpse so um yeah, like I said, you can alter the situation for minutes, and um, which isn't in real time. You can spend 20 minutes or so on a puzzle code or something. Um, it doesn't care, and there's no time or a limit that pressures you. And you can change the 
future and saving the person's life, which is really cool, in my opinion. And um, yeah, he later in the game you have a pen name is missile a little dog and people from ace attorney going apeshit because that little dog is actually also making a brief yeah a brief not cameo can you can say cameo because um ace attorney had been around longer but he is also into the game of ace attorney and um so essentially it's a yeah. cameo in ghost trick for the dog <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and now to tie it a little bit together you remember shu takumi right <laughs> well he's the director of ghost trick and also of ace attorney and there mm -hmm. we go shu takumi also yeah had um also mentioned back in 2013 in the official Nintendo magazine that he would love to make a crossover between Ostrick and other of his series like Ace Attorney. And he also was speculating that uh, Phoenix Wright could be killed in that kind of crossover while Sizzle is going to ah. prosecute his killer, which is kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> And overall, Ghost Trick, judging only from the Wikipedia side, had outstanding receptions, which makes break my heart even more. You have, for example, say what you want, IGN, 8.5 out of 10, Nintendo Power, 9 out of 10, DS Gapus gave it 4 of five possible stars it has an average score on metacritic of um um 83 out of 100 which is really really good and mm -hmm. i can not really understand game informer which takes it down by giving it a six out of ten uh, yeah, it's but everyone it's Game Informer and everyone can have their opinion. Everyone has a right to be <laughs> right. Right. Haha. <laughs> but yeah. It was they're just a really good They're game. allowed their wrong opinion. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I won't object. No. <laughs> <laughs> On a short but, side yes. note, uh, Shu Takumi also had uh, hands in a different game series. Dino Crisis. I know, I was about to mention it. Yeah. That was a title or a series that he is famous for. And it's, um, yeah, he also, fun fact, joined uh, Capcom at the same time as our favorite blocker on Twitter. <laughs> blocker with CK, <laughs> Kamiya. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah. Maybe timing but um our Hideki Kamiya yeah in 1994 he joined along with him and um yeah I have no idea why in part of Capcom for almost <clears throat> 20 years 
uh, hasn't been able to kind of put his foot down a little bit more and uh, do something about this because phantom De uh, ghost trick phantom detective was a really good game outstanding played if you can get your hands on it it's just that's probably my secret number one <laughs> somehow before <laughs> <laughs> i think about it mm, it has the the charming and clever writing as phoenix Wright has mm -hmm. it has outstanding music but it's capcom so yeah, before I start to cry, let's go over and uh, talk about your <laughs> two pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> My number two is a uh, very pretty obscure title, especially nowadays, since <laughs> I don't think many even remember it. I gotta it's... say, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have imagined that you would know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a title from 1995 called Stars, and it's a turn-based strategy 4X game. Oh. Oh. At the time, released on Windows, mm -hmm. and originally on Windows 3.1. And it certainly okay. looks like it as well. <laughs> 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 that was not one of its strong points uh the look it kept it kept everything in the ui pretty basic and just gave you uh well essentially it's a game in the realm of master of orion that you had planets that you could colonize and mine mm -hmm. them for resources build spaceships and build oh. up your fleet to take over other planets, colonize them, and depending on how many enemies you have on your in your ga generated galaxy, you had to fight them mm -hmm. in turn-based combat. Although the fights themselves were automatically uh, calculated by the game. You just have okay. to build up your fleets and take care of not uh having a the wrong kinds of weapons and all because you could design your own um spaceships you had essentially through research your different kinds of uh things that you could do like weapon systems armor uh different kinds of engines different kinds of hulls like bigger spaceships you had to research first but also you mm -hmm. could research uh, stuff for your planets, like better um, modes of um, build, a better, mm, what was it? Let me think. Uh, defense systems, obviously, you had to research oh. in case other, mm -hmm. uh, other fleets attacked your planets. Ah, okay. So that Plus, was a possibility as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, obviously, if you played against uh, computer enemies, that was a definite possibility, mm -hmm. which I, main I mainly uh, played against computer enemies. But the game also was one of the 
once at the time that uh, allowed play by email. Play by email? Yeah, you could uh, send your game state by mm -hmm. email to another player and then he did his mm -hmm. turn and sent the results back to you. Because oh. at the time, at the time uh, online wasn't as much of a thing. It was a thing, but yeah. by far not as much as nowadays. So you couldn't, you didn't exactly have uh, flat rates and all that. So you paid by uh, the minute for your online. So games obviously couldn't that easily just have a consistent connection. Oh, so it's like correspondence chat. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Essentially like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that were, that may, in that area, the game was pretty popular from at the time, from what I know. But sadly, it didn't really uh, have enough success in terms of uh, sales. So mm -hmm. they started working on a sequel, but they didn't get a publisher for, for the finances. So in the long run, they had to cancel that. Only I... Mm. A site might be still online where they show some screenshots that they published of an early state of the game with which they tried to get financing, but sadly that never came to pass. Mm. That game, I at the time I put so many hours into it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And for, oh, and, man. Uh, that I really kind of also partly used it as a sandbox just to experiment because it also had the possibility of, okay, I'm just gonna be alone in this galaxy and try out things. <laughs> <laughs> just do it like that with no pressure, just see how, how it goes. It was just a fun way to pass time at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun, actually, and it's sad that we have to talk about it in just that fun. I would really like for something like this to return. I mean, of course, Master of Orion uh, is mm. very similar, and that got mm -hmm. a reboot in, uh, what was it, 2016, I think? But more games like that are always welcome. Yeah, close but no cigar, right? <laughs> <laughs> For me, at so, least. Obviously, it's yeah. a lot of nostalgia in this case. Because if mm -hmm. I played this nowadays, it uh, probably wouldn't be as much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So hmm. that, let's go to our number one picks. So this was this week's episode. No. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> oh, imagine it. Mm. <laughs> that would be a shitty move. But well, the number one pick 
from my side, when it wasn't Phoenix Wright or anything else or Undertale or the yeah, and don't expect me to name Octopath Traveler because we are seeing something more about this uh, in the near or near future. Thankfully, it's not from Capcom. <clears throat> but I'm talking about a game developed by Camelot Software Planning named Golden Sun. Hmm. But wait, Jen, weren't there something going on? Yeah. And um, it has some sort of kind of Animal Crossing situation uh, because the first release was August 1st, 2001. And then there was something named Golden Sun Dark Dawn released on November 29th, 2010. Talking about people having to wait for something, but uh, that's almost 10 years behind, so clock's ticking, guys. We need a new one. It's time. <laughs> for the people not being familiar with Golden Sun, play it, obviously. It's a role-playing game. And it's about a story of uh, young adults, four of them actually, and uh, <laughs> quoting Wikipedia, <laughs> with preventing the potential destructive power of alchemy from being released as it was in the past, they have to save the world once again. And um, the interesting twist that we got here in the um, in Golden Sun is that you had some sort of little spirits fighting along with you, which was kind of cool. And uh, these kind of magic that they had could also be used to solve puzzles in the in the overall map and regional location and um yeah you also had some different elements to it it's just kind of like uh what is the game called Magical vacation somehow. We do have some sort of supporting characters, like little spirits that you can use. And um, they have all different elements, of course, to spice things up. And um, yeah, it's a good game. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It um, had charming characters. Some of them wanted even Isaac for the, which is the main character for Smash, but we all want something for Smash, I guess. Apparently nowadays, it's possible. But yeah, mm. well, Golden Sun Dark Dawn, which was uh, the latest release out of the series. I honestly don't remember it much. I haven't finished it. And the reception was kind of mixed. Um, 
CD and I were just briefly talking about it before recording the show, but uh, Golden Song Dark Dawn takes place about roughly 30 years later and um, follows the path of uh, the heroes as they navigate a world adapting to the presence of alchemy. And um, yeah, I think it's just like... The Breath of Fire, the latest uh, entry, it's just a kind of love-hate relationship, what I experienced and you did too, CD. I personally um, did not. No? I haven't you played don't? the Golden Sun series. No, I mean from from what is going around. In oh, the, right. Yeah. The I've, yeah. I've Sorry, mainly saw a disappointment. Yeah, me as well. Um, Maybe I'm not really sure because I mean it's ten ten years in the past, but to state that as well, the ending from Gold Streak was also so much in the past, so that I remember, but mm, again, play it, play it if you haven't, and please pick it up, do it. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you, <laughs> <laughs> but um the kind of doubts that were going around on the internet back then led me to take a deep breath and some space from all this kind of thing because I don't want to kind of cloud my attempt on it but I probably will play it soon-ish. I want Mm -hmm. to play Golden Sun before that as well. But why is it my first pick? Because it had good characters it had yeah, no, not an interesting story, but the overall kind of RPG and puzzles into it that are, and sometimes a few battles were quite challenging, is a good mix that reminded me a lot of Octopath Traveler that fulfilled yeah. the void of it a little bit. And I'd like to see more of, especially with the possibilities that we have in the modern times. Mm -hmm. So that's why I picked Golden Sun. Maybe or maybe not. I think, no, not maybe not. I think it's a surprising pick for me, given that I had rambled about a few entries of the whole list a lot more and barely mentioned Golden Sun on the show during the years or on Twitter, but yeah, for that yeah. reason, it's Golden Song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a nice pick. From what Thank I've uh, seen of the games and all, I definitely understand. Understand yeah. it. Yeah. Even it without has... having played them myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the charming graphics and also some sort of detail that went into that we talked about this Mm -hmm. back then in the what we have been doing or playing kind of a segment in a past episode where i was talking about magical vacation you could do a lot with those graphics back then on the Game Boy Advance and Golden Sun is some sort of example in addition to that kind of series and games titles with amazing graphics back then very vibrant, very cool very Mm. detailed and really 
um, getting the best out of the possibilities back then. So, yeah, it's a good game, and I'd love to see more of it. But with mm -hmm. the original characters, with the pair, yeah. with the four of them. And looking at the so, developer, yeah. we definitely need to do a segment on the on them, because they're yeah. Their games list is really fascinating in terms of how they Ooh. went. Because they started yes. out with the Shining series yes. and then went to the went to doing a lot of sports games for Nintendo yeah. and then in between the Golden Sun Every and the time. and since Dark Dawn pretty much exclusively sports games for Nintendo. Yeah, and it's a really interesting a lot a lot of golf games mm -hmm. it's basically me as a developer it's just like <laughs> golf games yeah or no no <laughs> it's just like hmm, okay we want to do some sort of sports games but mm, yeah let's let's just stick to golf and maybe something like yeah okay nintendo wants tennis okay okay let's do it but yeah <laughs> oh, yeah dear. it's mainly golf and tennis the yeah. only exception is, I think, Mario Sports Superstars, which has uh, some <laughs> more things. But besides that, yeah, it's tennis and golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting yeah. how they keep mm -hmm. going that's, with those titles. Yeah. Oh, um, before I forget, and somebody, I am aware that there is age that was released in Europe in 2003 but I was kind of uh, yeah I'd like to to highlight the um, the first and last things mm -hmm. since, uh, yeah especially well, with the uh, time period since the last time yeah exactly because um, Golden Sun and um, Golden Sun The Lost Age were um, released shortly after. Yeah. As as yeah, often is the case, a, just a year afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, at the time of the GBA. Yeah, I think that was pretty yeah. much the mm -hmm. norm. Yeah. I'm surprised since they already had the engine and all there, they had to yeah. mainly yeah. do more content for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. So to uh, kind of uh, recap my picks, yeah, let's summarize it after after you number one, right. which is oh man, oh <laughs> yes, yes. This one yes. will not will not be uh, all that surprising, I think. No, nope. <laughs> my number pick number one pick is Chrono Trigger, yes. or generally the Chrono mm. series. Yeah. Oh man. I, mm. <clears throat> I don't think I need to go into detail about the game itself because this one mm. is mm. really one of the all-time great RPGs originally one, from one the Super the... Nintendo and yeah. it even relatively recently got a port to Steam. So, if yeah. you haven't played it, if by chance you haven't go buy it, play it. That's an order. Yeah. <laughs> do it just do it you will do yourself a favor seriously it's it's just a per essentially a perfect storm it has 
great characters. It has a great story. The Can graphics I... still look really nice. Can I just drop a mm -hmm. few names? Mm -hmm. oh, sorry sure. for butchering probably Japanese names, but Yuji Hori, uh -huh. the freelance designer and creator of Dragon Quest, Akira Toriyama. I mean, I don't have to mention. And <laughs> also Nobu Uematsu. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if this isn't a recipe Sakaguchi. True, thank you. If this is not a recipe or a good card for a good game, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why this is called the uh, sort of the superstar uh, yeah. team. Yeah, true. <laughs> and to quote uh, Wikipedia, Square's successful. Uh, that the dream team Hironobu yeah, Sagaguchi, mm -hmm. Yuji Hori, uh, Akira Toriyama, so uh, Masato Kato, Masato Kato, okay, that's kind of funny, Masato Kato, uh, Yasunori Mitsuda, and Nobuo mm. Yeah. Soundtrack, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, soundtrack. Oh. Also. Yes, oh man, oh. Oh. Yeah, Uematsu had to jump in to make the remaining mm -hmm. tracks because Mitsuda fell ill. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. This, this game really had an interesting development story because it was originally uh, planned for the Nintendo PlayStation. Yeah. And only when that <laughs> didn't... Uh, didn't come out and was cancelled they reoriented the game to be a release for the Super Nintendo mm -hmm. this and um, Secret of Mana was also a result of that oh, this game good. yeah I, I really want something more in this series yeah I think you are amongst thousands, if not, dare I say, millions of people with that yep. wish. I mean, Probably millions, because this is yeah. an extremely, mm. uh, extremely successful title. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it deserves it. It deserves mm. all the fame that it gets. And it may it is part of the success of those before mentioned people. Mm -hmm. I originally played this on emulator, mm -hmm. but then I got mm -hmm. the version on the DS and played that yeah. a lot. And uh, I plan on uh, doing another playthrough on Steam for this. Oh yeah. After yeah. Uh, thankfully, they updated Gosh. that port because the original release <laughs> on Steam was abysmal. That's, uh, okay. That was horrible. But thankfully they did several updates on that which really improved it. But this... Yeah. I mean, I can dream and say <laughs> that they should do a full remake of this like with Final Fantasy oh. 7. Oh, damn. That, oh, that would be... That would be really a dream, but... 
I mm. realize that's not really uh, <laughs> that's not all that realistic. Mm. But I really would like something to improve to I don't know a remake isn't really necessary for this a remaster maybe but maybe another game in this universe that in that style that would really yeah be uh, really would really have potential yeah I think it would be also well received Mm-hmm. I was like, um, it it is it all after all these years. People still mention it as their their favorite mm-hmm. kind of game. So yeah, because it's it it's would important. be really difficult to uh, get another result like this. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fourteen ninety nine on Steam mm-hmm. in Europe, so that's Worth not too steep of a price. Uh, yeah. For what you're getting, that's absolutely not a steep price. Yeah, because that's true. This is one of those <laughs> games where just even one playthrough mm-hmm. is fantastic. But yeah, with this one, you really can get a lot out of it if you play through it mm-hmm. several times. Yeah. Or at least yeah, multiple times. Mm-hmm. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. 100 out of 100. Best game. Best game. Yeah. Best game. Best game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, cool. It's a cool and number one. Yeah. And with that, we're through our 10 games. Well, no, not exactly 10 games as originally planned. Uh, because, of, because of 10. <laughs> yeah, but let's, <laughs> let's make a quick reminder for the listeners. My five-ish kind of picks were from 5 to 1, Undertale and Stardew Valley. Followed by Fantasy Live and Everaces. Then, number three, Ace Attorney, Gyakuten Dai Saiban, or Gyakuten Kenji. And number two, Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective, and number one, Golden Sun. Hmm. For me, the five were number five, a continuation of 2D Castlevania. Number four, the Visitry series, the original one. Number three, Breath of Fire. Number two, Stars. And number one, Chrono Trigger. Yes. <sighs> Good games. Yes. Good games. I think for next episode, we should ask Rezo what his five picks would be. Yeah, it would be <laughs> absolutely interesting to see. What he has to say, but yeah. Yeah, that would be actually kind of fun. Let's do this. Let's Mm -hmm. not forget about it. So, well, look at the time. Uh, Look at the time. We did uh, (laughs) make this longer than... Yeah, we did manage to... uh, (laughs) filled this episode with quite a bit with this segment very nice because 
I was picking more than I should have. One, two, five, six, seven, eight. Quote unquote five, five games. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost ten, almost ten. But yeah, I hope you actually enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed talking about it. I did certainly not enjoy being reminded how crappy Crapcom is. But yeah, <laughs> at least can be in parts. Yeah. It can be in parts and mostly for me. I I mean, I have a special sour place in my heart for Capcom. But yeah. I hope you had fun, everyone. We certainly did. We certainly did. And <laughs> next time, we will hear from Rezo what his five picks are. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe we'll have a few more news uh, to talk yeah. about again. We'll see yeah, if we'll things see. pick up again. Yeah, or if we'll just see about that. You. But we'll definitely find enough to talk about, as we've seen. Yeah, I was, <laughs> as I was about to say, we have a lot stored mm. for We have you a guys big backlog, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Almost <laughs> something you need an app for. <laughs> okay. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. See you. Bye bye. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode of the Caffeinated Banter Cast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out some specific topics we talked about on the show, you can always follow the links in the description. Speaking of following, why not also visit the website dedicated to the podcast cbcast.walkinshadows.com. Anything we cannot cover in the podcast or simply want to write about can be found on blog.walkinshadows.com It's worth a look. You are also more than welcome to contact us on Twitter. My favorite main host, Rezobasso, can be found there as at Rezobasso. The other 50% German besides me of the caffeinated bantercast, Cold Death, can be found on Twitter as at Cold Death. Last but hopefully not least, the right account from me is at lady underscore sugarcube. And yeah, I'm still hoping to get rid of the underscore someday. See you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>